All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Fat Boys Dynasty podcast uh, presented by Fantasy Holics. We're going to talk about today, we're going to talk about some projections that we like and we dislike for uh, the first week of fantasy playoffs. We're also going to get into some big injury news that we that had happened this week. Um, also, possibility of uh, talking about some backfields that may be uh, rotating a little bit or ones to be weary of when we get into our projections that we uh, that we like and dislike. Um uh, you got anything to add, Bo, before we jump into these injuries? Yeah, so one other thing that I want to mention, too, that I think a lot of other people don't seem to realize or or forget this time of the year is that you start having these teams that slowly start getting eliminated from, from playoff contention. Um, they start to do some funny things with, uh, with guys on their roster as far as veterans. So, like, something that I saw come out this weekend from Atlanta – um, and I know a lot of people have Cordero Patterson and have expectations of him in the playoffs. It sounds like they're almost going to fade him out of the backfield um, in favor of Caleb Huntley and Tyler Algier for the Atlanta Falcons to see what they have um, with those guys. So that's something to be mindful this time of the year um, when you get teams with young guys that are kind of stuck in that transition, whether it be you know quarterback wise or you know they've got aging running backs and they want to kind of see what they have on their roster for, for draft needs. Um, it, it does get squirrely. So if you're one of those teams that has, you know, Cordero Patterson and you're expecting, you know, stuff from him in fantasy this week um, and through your, your playoff matchups, that may be something to be mindful of that, that your expectations need to be lowered. I must have read my mind because that's definitely was where I was going with with the whole backfield shakeup is um, you're a Falcons going uh, younger, starting Desmond Ritter this week, um, starting to see what they have for maybe their future. So definitely uh, Patterson is uh, probably a fade guy. Uh, I just need him to hang up flex two numbers so I can maybe move on in our deep league because I am going to be forced to start him because I don't know what my depth is looking like. Uh, thank goodness Elijah Moore. Uh, guys go out there see if he's on waivers by any chance. Elijah Moore saw 10 targets this week. Um, he's definitely stepping into a number two role. He saw 13 total targets in the weeks with Zach Wilson. And he just saw 10 this week in his first full week with Mike White. So, uh, yeah, these definitely got to be going out and looking for. Uh, let's get into some injuries. Uh, Mike White's one that could possibly be missing time. It sounds like he is day-to-day, and it does sound like it's good trending up for Mike White. Um, let's hope it is um, for his receiver's sake and any of you guys in, in fantasy playoffs. Um, another one that's, 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 in my mind, really big is uh, Damian Pierce is looking like he's going to miss a week or two there in the Texans' backfield. Um, in my mind, uh, I, I don't know where you're at with this. I, I definitely want to hear your take. Um, looking at snap shares after he went out, I think Rex Burkhead would be the guy to own. Um, I know their playoff matchups are not that great. I believe they play... Oh, where did I see that? I don't think they have the greatest matchup this week. I can. Oh, they play Kansas City. Kansas City did give up a decent amount this week to uh, Marlon Mack out of the backfield. But Kansas City still is no uh, slouch against the run. So um, temper your expectations if you are forced to uh, start... Uh, any of those Texans running backs. Um, any other injuries that stick out to you before we get into the big one that's really, really, you know, impactful? No, I mean, you know, again, this is the time of year, too, Brant, that we, we covered it a couple weeks back about handcuffing your stud running backs um, because that usage is going to start getting um, to these guys um, here uh, shortly, potentially. You know, Dalvin Cook's been healthy. Um, to this point in the season, and that's that's a um, a unicorn season in itself for Dalvin Cook. So, 
um, you know, just be mindful of that. Um, back to the Texans thing, um, a lot of people, and myself included, would have thought maybe Eno Benjamin had a chance to take over that role of Damian Pierce missing time. Um, obviously, he was waived by the Texans after the Damian Pierce news came out, which is even a head-scratching thing. Um, so Rex Burkhead makes sense. However, they did sign a running back um, after this, this injury news popped off, and it is a player that I was intrigued by when he came out of college, and that's Jared Dokes, mm-hmm. um, who was an undrafted free agent to the uh, Miami Dolphins when their backfield was kind of a huge question mark. He never broke through with them, but uh, this is a guy that I think if he's given an opportunity, and again, let, let's be honest, um, the Texans gain nothing from running Rex Burkett out there every week. Um, they're very much a team that's going to have a very high draft pick in this upcoming draft. And, uh, you know, if, if I'm in there as a general manager, I'm, I'm saying, hey, let's let's see what this young guy, Jared Dokes, can go do. And that's not saying go rush out and pick up Jared Dokes, but maybe you're in an extremely deep, deep league. He may be worth a roster just to see what you have potentially. Um, but obviously it's going to be Damian Pierce moving forward. But over the next two weeks, it'd be interesting to see if Jared Dokes gets an opportunity to get on the field. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry's handcuff is is also one to definitely uh, go out and look for if he's on waivers. Um, I think in my mind it's got to be either Trenton Canyon or Hassan Haskins. Um, I think I said his name right. We all know how I am with names. Uh, Derrick Henry does lead the league in carries, so when we know he does have the foot injury, um, but I if so if 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 Henry goes down and Dontrell Hilliard's done for the season. That handcuff is going to be insert into an immediately huge role. So I know uh, Cannon, Cannon's still out there, and uh, Hassan Haskins probably out there in all leagues. I definitely would want to go grab myself a little share of at least some of that if I have room. Yeah, and not only necessarily that, Brent, not to hand, necessarily to handcuff your guys, but it goes back to what we're talking about. Maybe you're one of these teams that do has a first uh, round buy in your playoff, and you know, you're, you're trending towards playing a certain player or another, and, and you want to go steal that handcuff just so they don't have anywhere to pivot to uh, if something happens while, while they're on their bye week. Um, you know, if you're going to face the Derrick Henry wiener owner in the second round, uh, potentially maybe you go out and grab us on Haskins uh, and, and hold him, and, and if Derrick Henry gets hurt, that player, um, that, that guy you're going to play in the second round is a lot less uh, scary at that point. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Now let's let's get into the biggest injury of uh, of this this week. Um, and that's Kyler Murray. Third play of the game, first drive of the game, went down non-contact. It came out today, torn ACL. He's done for the year. We saw Colt McCoy come in, um, and I believe it's Colt McCoy and uh, Trace McSorley uh, going to be the quarterbacks there um, for Arizona. Um, it, it, so, so where where do you look at for this Arizona team? They're already pretty much out of playoffs, especially with that loss. I don't think they've officially been eliminated, but they're right there on the cusp of of being eliminated. Where what do you see going forward with that team? Yeah, so the first thing that sticks out to me, Brant, is that I now believe James Conner to be a league-winning type of back. Um, First of all, he put up really good numbers last night um, in the Monday Night Football game against New England Patriots, who um, currently the third-best team against the run. Um, You know, I think the schedule gets a little easier for the Cardinals um, as far as the running game goes, so that's definitely something that's of interest to me. Um, And, Brant, to be honest with you, unless I'm forced to and I can't avoid it, I don't know if I'm starting a single pass catcher uh, for the Arizona Cardinals, not named DeAndre Hopkins. Um, obviously, I feel like you you know 
DeAndre Hopkins has earned his place in your lineup at this point. I'm not sitting him, but you know, if I'm if I'm sitting on a Marquise Brown or a Rondale Moore and I've got another serviceable option, I may plug those guys in just because I'm I'm nervous about what this offense is going to look like. I feel like it may go one dimensional. Um, you know, I did hear there's some buzz about you know potentially Sean Payton coming over and taking that team in the over in the off season. Um, you know, Cliff, but if Cliff Kingsbury could win out, that may change things too. I, Cliff Kingsbury is coaching for his playoff career or his his coaching career. It sounds like again, I'm not part of the uh, Arizona Cardinals fan base whatsoever, so I don't have a great pulse for that. Um, but if that's the case, and you, and you get a guy like Cliff Kingsbury who's who's trying to coach for his job. Strange things may happen, but I don't necessarily want to put my fantasy playoffs on the line um, on a guy named not DeAndre Hopkins catching passes from Colt McCoy moving forward. Yeah, and, and James Conner James Connor does have a tough matchup this week with uh, Denver Broncos. They are one of a, a very stout defense against all positions. Um, and, and really, that's the only guy I think I'm trusting besides Hopkins is, is Connor and, and uh, Hopkins are the only two. Um, I would like to see what that offense does look like this week. Um, I'm cheering for you again, Arizona. Um, as sad as this is, I now have to cheer for another divisional opponent because you are playing Denver. I need you to go ahead and beat them so we uh, stay in that two spot because I don't see Chicago winning this week against Philly. Um so let's transition into um, some of our, uh, our pro- projections, some guys that we like and dislike uh, coming into this week. Um, I'll, uh, I'll kick it straight over to you, uh, grab a position, and then I'll uh, piggyback on you here with, it, with my positional. Yeah, so we'll just go ahead and start at the quarterback position. Um, and, you know, I know over the last several weeks, the Detroit Lions have looked absolutely amazing. Dan Campbell's got those guys playing with an absolute uh, spark in their belly. And playoff um, position. And, and yes, and they've recently gotten into some playoff uh, positioning here, which was something that a lot of us didn't think was possible after maybe even the mid mid uh, point of the season here. Um, however, with that being said, Jared Goff is a guy that I absolutely want no part of this week going against the uh, New York Jets in um, New York, uh, Meadow, the Meadowlands there. Jared Goff has been great indoors, not so great outdoors. This is outdoors against the third best uh pass defense in the league um, in the Jets when you talk about a guy like Sauce Gardner and, and that pass rush, which I know that pass rush did get banged up a little bit against the Bills um, with Quinton Williams going out, but it's enough to scare me away from from Jared Goff this week, so I'm actually going to pivot to a guy um, try not to laugh here, Brant, but um, I'm going to pivot to a guy uh, that is one of my favorite all-time quarterbacks ever um, in Matt Ryan um, with the Indianapolis Colts, and I know that team has been bad this year, um, but uh, they're playing the Minnesota Vikings, who are the third easiest team to pass on in the NFL, and everybody's done it every week of the year. Um, so for that reason, I am all over Matt Ryan as a um, – streaming quarterback option if you will um this week if you don't have one of those top what eight guys in the league um and maybe you stuck into your playoffs without a great quarterback because the rest of your roster is good i'm actually throwing matt ryan out there um you know i look for him to exceed his expectations this week against the minnesota vikings yeah i may have to uh, take your advice on that one as i snuck in with the one seat overall and um i just lost kyler murray so I will be uh, looking for a quarterback. So I'm actually going to skip my quarterback for right now because your two quarterbacks is going to go straight into my wide receivers. We're going to link it all together. I do not like St. Brown this week. 
Now, he's I know he's a set it and forget it guy. They have him at 18, 19 projected fantasy points this week. I am definitely tempering my expectations on that. He's going up against Sauce Gardner. He's going up against a very, very good Jets defense against the pass. Um, like you said, their, their rush defense has has went down a little bit with losing Williams. Um, so I'm actually going to possibly pivot and uh, I don't know if I can bench him because St. Brown is so productive, but I'm definitely tempering my expectations for him this week. Um, I'm going to be looking for a lower projection. So a guy that I may have to plug into his spot in order to help boost that lower projection is Michael Pittman there in Indianapolis going hand in hand with uh, what you said about Matt Ryan. They're going against the third worst uh, pass defense in the NFL. Um, odds are they're going to probably be playing from behind. Um, a little bit. Uh, we I know we've seen Minnesota play down to their competition. I guess it is. Um, so it could be a back-and-forth game. But I like Michael Pittman this week. There's nobody that really scares me off. And so I do. I like Michael. Michael Pittman's projected at uh, 13 points last time I looked. Um, and I expect him to actually exceed that. I would actually say Michael Pittman will probably be in the Amara St. Brown area of 18 to 19. And St. Brown is going to be in that Pittman area of 14 to 15 or 13 to 14 points this week. So I'm trying to get a guy in my lineup to make up that difference that I don't, don't like with uh, St. Brown. Yeah, so, Brant, um, obviously you and I shared a, a good laugh on it, uh, on this, on the, the 10 minutes we, we talked before we started the show today. Um, we didn't sit down and talk. We didn't come up with these these uh, rankings together or anything else. But oddly enough, at the wide receiver position, I actually have DJ Chart and Jamison Williams as guys that I want to stay away from this week. Um, you know, J-Mo caught that long touchdown pass this week and is, is relatively low snap share. Uh, I know people are going to be excited about that, but he's projected 3.4 points this week and half point PPR. Uh, DJ Chark is projected at 10. Um, and oddly enough, I'm replacing those Lions pass catchers with another Indianapolis pass catcher uh, and rookie wide receiver Alec Pierce, um, who was projected 5.7 points PPR. Um, listen, right now the Vikings are currently giving up 208 yards uh to the wide receiver position per week. Um, and again, I think there's a solid opportunity for all of the pass catchers being Paris Campbell, uh, Michael Pittman and Alec Pierce to get involved here. And they're actually giving up nine tenths of a touchdown every single week to the wide receiver position. Um, so again, I think there's an opportunity for these wideouts to find the end zone. Uh, Alec Pierce has, has emerged as one of Matt Ryan's guys, uh, has, so has Paris Campbell and, and Michael Pittman, obviously, um, but I, I so in other words, basically what I'm saying is I don't like the Lions pass catchers this week. I like the Colts pass catchers this week. That's where I'm at with that. Um, I didn't necessarily feel like I could sit uh, Amon Ross St. Brown in favor of Alec Pierce, but I definitely would sit DJ Chark and Jamison Williams uh, in favor of Alec Pierce this week. Absolutely. And, and while we're talking about wide receivers, I just got an update across my phone. It's looking like Debo Samuel is going to be missing up to three weeks. So, uh, no Debo Samuel for your fantasy playoffs. Uh, so temper your expectations on Debo. I would sit Debo Samuel this week and next week and the week following probably. But yeah, that just yeah. Kinda... Oddly enough, too, while we're talking about that San Fran team, um, I was doing my research this week and going, how the heck are the Seattle Seahawks defense any good? Um, because they were in the bottom third of every position except for against the wide receiver, who they are currently sitting as the eighth best team. So I'm probably sitting Brandon Ayuk against Seattle as well this week while yeah. we're talking about it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you and 
and me had a nice little joke about uh, how well uh, Foreman and Hubbard look against our great rush defense. And uh, Christian McCaffrey, if you're playing against him in your fantasy playoffs, I'm sorry you're probably out because he's probably going for 250. And what did we say, eight or nine touchdowns against eight, our great eight, defense? Eight or nine, easy, easy. Yeah, easy, easy, no problem. So start CMC. Not that you would ever mention. Right. But, uh, yeah, no, uh, unfortunately, uh, Seattle is running into a buzzsaw of a part of their schedule where they get San Fran, one of the hottest teams in the NFL right now, and then they turn around and go get KC next week um, on Christmas Eve. It's going to be a sour Christmas for me as a Seahawks fan. Um, so I'm going to bounce back uh, bounce back to what we're, what we're doing here with our projections. I'm going to bounce back to my quarterback. Uh, quarterback that everybody's all, oh, oh, this guy looked great. Is he in the QB1 conversation? Is he? That's good. Uh, I think he will be eventually, but I don't think he's there yet, and that's Trevor Lawrence. And I'm, I'm not starting Trevor Lawrence this week. Uh, he plays against Dallas, who is, I believe, is uh, the number three defense against quarterbacks uh, this year fantasy-wise. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't like Trevor Lawrence. I don't like his matchup this week. Um, their line is not the greatest, and we know how good Dallas's pass rush is. I'm in, I am I am no way, shape, or form going to be comfortable starting Trevor Lawrence this week. He's projected at around 20, 21 points in uh, PPR leagues, and I don't think he even gets to 15 this week. I think Dallas puts him under wraps, um, especially after a little embarrassment of letting the Texans stay that close to them. And this one is a uh, punch in the face, slap in the face, kick in uh, my man area on who I would replace him with. And um, if he's healthy, I love Russell Wilson's matchup this week. He uh, looked pretty good against the uh, Kansas City Chiefs this week. Um, and he's, he's turning around. He gets, he gets Arizona, who just let... Um, just let uh, Mac Jones throw all over him. I know he didn't have any passing touchdowns. Well, he didn't really need it. Uh, the defense took care of that and took care of my bye week hopes in my fantasy playoffs, but we don't need to talk about that. So, But, yeah, I like Russell Wilson if he's healthy this week to go against uh, Arizona Cardinals. He knows that defense. He knows that scheme. He sees. He saw him twice a year for many, many years up in Seattle. I expect a great game out of Jerry Judy and Russell Wilson this week, and um, I don't know who to trust in that backfield, though, so don't ask me about that one right now. Oh, you know they're going to ask on Sunday. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm, and I'm ready for it. Hopefully uh, we do a little better than we did with Travis Homer this week. Anyway, speaking of Travis Homer, um, I know you and I are similar on this one too, so we'll, we'll bounce back to the running backs. I do have another group of wide receivers to talk about in just a second, but I want to get the running back out there. Um, so short week for Seattle. Um, they play San Francisco on Thursday night um, this week. So, Grant, I know what you're doing Thursday. I won't ask to hang out. Um, <clears throat> however. It might be more uh, fun than what I have to go through and watch. <laughs> uh, potentially. Um, so whether Kenneth Walker plays, which I do not expect him to after being a do not participate or did not participate all week last week in practice, I don't see them rushing him back on a short week against the number one run defense. So whether it's DJ Dallas, Travis Homer, or whatever, I'm I'm not starting these running backs. Right now, Travis Homer's projected uh, 8.9 PPR points um, coming into this Thursday night game. I, I do still think uh, Travis Homer sees the lion's share of the backfield, even after the reports came out and said he's not going to be the starter. Uh, and then he started and had 91% of the snap mm -hmm. share. 
Um, he had uh, nine carries for 26 yards, three targets, two receptions for a whopping eight yards. Not getting it done fantasy-wise. Again, I apologize for my part in saying start Travis Homer. I was expecting better things out of your Seattle Seahawks uh, against the Carolina Panthers than what we saw. But again, I do think part of that was because uh, Carolina jumped out to a pretty decent lead early and, and forced the Seahawks to throw. Um, so my guy that I'm pivoting to this week um, is a 30-year-old running back that we have talked about numerous times on this show this week, and he's still not rostered in over 60% of leagues um, in sleeper. I do think that'll change after this waiver wire period goes through. But that is Jarek McKinnon um, for the Kansas City Chiefs. This week he saw 57% of the snaps, ran the ball six times for 22 yards, uh, had nine targets for seven receptions, 112 yards receiving, and two touchdowns. Um, against the Texans, or this coming week he's going against the Texans, and Brant, I know one of the staples of our live show on Sunday mornings as well as our cast has been what? Don't sit running backs against the Texans. I'm firing up Isaiah Pacheco and Jarek McKinnon this week. Um, I just think Jarek McKinnon's the one that I'd prefer to start with the PPR upside. Yeah, so as a, as as with for McKinnon, um, this the, the uh, history was there. Last year at starting in these weeks, um, they started trusting their veteran back a little bit more than anything else in their backfield. Um, and we saw that this week that it's definitely looking like Andy Reid's going to trust that veteran more. Um, I believe 57% was his highest snap share on the season. Um, so, yeah, absolutely love Jarek McKinnon against um, um, the Texans. I think McKinnon gets it done early, and I think Pacheco probably salts that way uh, game away. Um, so, yeah, I expect uh, big things out of both of those running backs. Um so as as we're talking about running backs, my dislikes are the exact same as yours. Bench all your Seahawks running backs. It did come out yesterday on the Monday practice report, so the estimated practice report. Kenneth Walker was doing some running, so he was limited, and DJ Dallas drew a do, did not participate. So my guess is probably about the same as yours. It's going to be Homer and Jones and Godwin. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Not even going to attempt it. So uh, just keep all them on your bench. You may just want to throw all those back to waivers because we're probably going to be playing from behind reels quick, and then we're going to have to air the ball out, and hopefully we can do that without throwing a whole bunch of turnovers. Um, as for my running back that I like this week, God, I can't believe I'm crapping on Seattle so hard, but it's a tough matchup. Um, as for my running back to start this week, I know a lot of guys are really worried about him. He's only owned in 70% of leagues, so he is still out there on some waivers, actually in two of my lower uh, bench leagues he's actually available in both of them i have claims in for guys if you're listening right now i hope you got a claim before me because i'm picking him up and that is mr jk dobbins you know as well as i do i have held on to this man since our first rookie draft and i am riding the ship with him this week i am starting him actually over etn etn hurt me a lot this week and i'm holding a grudge on that but jk dobbins in his first week back off the ir he saw 15 carries 120 yards and found the end zone yes he did look a little gimp on his long run but i don't think that is i think that's just you know him working out the um the possible cramps and everything else and getting back into shape i expect his his snap share to go up this week another possible week without lamar jackson he's going against the cleveland browns who are what i think uh, is the third worst rush defense third worst defense against the run fantasy wise absolutely fire up jk dobbins and look for another big week out of him absolutely i agree i know i know you were uh texting back and forth with me this weekend watching uh jk dobbins do his thing i knew you were going to be excited at that funnel stat line um as are a lot of jk dobbins owners i'm sure um, because he's the type of caliber player that when he went down and, and unless you're 
league didn't have IR spots, this wasn't a guy that you let go of easy. So um, I'm sure there was a lot of people excited about that. Um, I'm going to jump back to the wide receiver position here. And I'm going to, uh, again, go back into the Arizona Cardinals with Colt McCoy. I don't trust those guys unless they're named De- DeAndre Hopkins. I'm not starting those guys. And then another one that I think is a very tough match- matchup that we already talked about a little bit was the uh, Indianapolis Colts uh, pass defense against the Minnesota Vikings. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I'm not going to ever advocate for sitting Justin Jefferson. However, I will advocate for sitting Adam Thielen this week. Um, I do like Adam Thielen. Um, I've been a big fan of Adam Thielen's an advocate for him, if you will, this year. Um, had another very good weekend this weekend, um, but I do not like him against the Indianapolis Colts this week. So I've actually got both of uh, the New York Jets pass catchers as guys that I, I cannot sit this week. I've got Garrett Wilson, obviously. He's right now currently projected at 14.3 points uh, in, fan, in PPR, and I think he exceeds this and just absolutely obliterates it. It wouldn't shock me to see him uh, double those numbers up. And then um, his running mate, who is also another guy that I was very excited about coming into this year and has kind of, have kind of been disappointed by, is Elijah Moore. Um, and if Corey Davis was healthy and expected to play in this game, I'm not so sure I w- would uh, be advocating for Elijah Moore. But currently this week he's projected at 9.23, uh, 9.2 points in PBR. He's playing out of the slot right now, which has absolutely been killing the Lions uh, defense, the slot receivers. Um, and again, the um, – Lions pass catching defense is giving up a touchdown every week, which is insane. Um, and then, uh, in addition to 200 plus yards receiving each week, so there's more than enough uh, room for both of Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson to feast in this in this week's matchup. Um, as well as you just get to play a pass catcher who's catching the ball from the legendary Mike White. And what what's there not to love on that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the Jets have looked uh, pretty pretty good. Uh, you know, all season they've had their ups and downs. They've had their jet moments a few times, but they've also had, you know, some great games. And, and going into a game against uh, the Detroit Lions, both teams sitting in playoff position. Both teams have no problem hanging up points. I would expect this to be a nice uh, scoring game. But as I said, I expect this game to be more of the Lions having to rely on their running backs to do a lot more um, without Williams there. Um, so, yeah, I absolutely love the Jets pass catchers this week. Who'd have thought you and I'd be some of the smartest people in the entire industry, Brent, when we said in the beginning of the season, the Jets to the moon, baby. But to here the we moon. are. <laughs> here we are with Garrett Wilson as our captain. And, and you know, we've got co pilot Zonovan Bam Knight. Like, yeah. We called this. We all knew this was coming. I mean, not really. But well, we didn't know, Z- we didn't know it was going to be Zonovan Knight running the, running the second second unit there. Check the tapes. It's on there. To the moon. We said to it. It was said live. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Uh, so for my last uh, dislike that I actually have on my list right now, I'm going to the tight end position. Another guy. Oh, he blew up this week. Oh, he had 30 fantasy points. Oh, he looked so good. Cool. Cool. His name is Evan Ingram. I'm benching him this week um, as Jacksonville travels to uh, play Dallas once again. So this goes right along with my quarterbacks. Guess what? Dallas's defense is legit. The pass rush is legit. They are number one against tight ends 
uh, for fantasy points. I am benching Evan Ingram. I'm not touching him. I don't want anything to do with him. He can stay on waivers for all I care. My opponent this week in fantasy playoffs can start Evan Ingram because I would not be surprised to see a small goose egg hung up by Evan Ingram. And I say small because he's probably going to see some targets, but they're not going to be great ones. And the guy I'm replacing him with is a guy that I know we have talked about before a few weeks ago for waivers, and that's Greg Dulich out of Denver. He's going up against Arizona, who is 32nd against the tight end, uh, one of the worst defenses against tight ends. And guess what? If Russell Wilson doesn't go, I know I just advocated for Russell Wilson. Gag. But if Russell Wilson doesn't go and it's a backup, who's he going to lean on? Marlon Mack, Latavius Murray, and Greg Dulich against the Arizona Cardinals. We saw um, – Hunter Henry this past week, who's been in and out of being involved in the New England offense, we saw him hang up 70 yards on, I think, four receptions. So, yes, give me a little. I'll take that from my tight end position because guess what? If I'm streaming a tight end, that means I don't own a Kelsey, a Kittle, or an Andrews. So I'm probably streaming anyways. Yeah, so oddly enough, even when you list the three names there, um, how strange is it that a guy like Evan Ingram could have the week that he had in week 14 and move from tight end 14 or 15 in most leagues up to three or four in most leagues um, off a 130-point game. Um, That just really shows you the the disparity in that uh, tight end position um, this season that even the top guys haven't been that great this year with the exception of of Travis Kelsey, who honestly the last two weeks hasn't been doing Travis Kelsey things. So... um, that tight end position isn't as as a lockdown as it as it has been in the past. Um, and again, Brant, I want to reiterate, we did not plan this ahead of time. Um, but Evan Ingram is also my sit of the week uh, at the tight end position. Um, and I know it's hard to sit a guy who just had an explosion like that, who just get, uh, got himself that much trust with a young quarterback and Trevor Lawrence, like he did this week. Um, but I'm absolutely sitting him against the Dallas Cowboys. Like you said, I think the Cowboys come out with a fire under their butts just because of how uh, they allowed a horrendous Houston Texans team to hang in that game for as long as they did this week, um, up to the last couple of minutes when they, they ended up winning. Um, I think they take that out on the the Jacksonville Jaguars this week. I want nothing to do with Evan Ingram. However, I am going to go ahead and start um, Gerald Everett uh, for the Los Angeles Chargers um, who are playing the Tennessee Titans who happen to have the 30th ranked pass defense against tight ends. Um, Currently, the Titans are giving up 69 yards a game to the tight end position. Um, Gerald Everett's been a guy that's been – you know, very involved in that offense in Los Angeles um, in the absence of, of Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. And I know those guys are both back, but that should just make the, the game all that much easier for uh, Gerald Everett, who's projected 9.4 points this week. Again, if I'm getting nine points out of my tight end that's not named, um, you know, Travis Kelsey at this point, I'm not going to be upset about that, especially come playoffs. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm starting Gerald Everett with that being said over Evan Ingram. Yeah, absolutely. I like Everett's matchup this week. Um, I like the Chargers matchup this week against the Titans. The Titans are horrendous against wide receivers, too. Uh, we left those names off because, well, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, when they do start, are hard names to, you know, bench or even say, yeah, you got to start them. It's almost like telling you you got to start a DeAndre Hopkins or something like that. Um, 
but those are names that, that yet you stick with. Um, as you alluded to, Kelsey not doing Kelsey things, I expect him to get back on that track in two weeks when uh, he goes against, I believe, the 30th ranked defense or 31st ranked defense against the tight end. Uh, but we'll talk about that next week on our on our cast and and on our start sits. Uh, do you have any more uh, uh, dislikes and likes that you have for this week? Yeah. I know you had a couple more. You did bring up um, the, the Chargers uh, matchup against the Titans at the wide receiver position, and, and like you just kind of alluded to, it seems like Mike Williams and, and Keenan Allen both respectively are back. Um, however, I'm going to be the first fat boy this week to go on record. I'm not sitting Josh Palmer in my fantasy playoffs either if this is a guy that I've gotten my, as a flex option. Um, even this week with a healthy – healthier Mike White or Mike Williams that we've seen all year and Keenan Allen who was on the field quite a bit um, Joshua Palmer still saw the field for 79% of snaps saw six targets four receptions for 53 yards again um, was targeted near the red zone a few times uh, for the Chargers Justin Herbert has trust built with this guy um, I, I definitely think that I'm seeing uh, or w- will want to see Joshua Palmer in my lineups. He's one of those guys that's helped get you there more than less likely. Um, so you, in my mind, you play him if you've got him. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, they come out and run a lot of three wide receiver sets. Last our, uh, The other night was the first time I got to sit down and actually watch the Chargers play, and they come out in a lot of three wide receiver sets. Um, so, yeah, Palmer's on the field for quite a bit, and, and he's another guy that uh, I absolutely love this week. Um, it looks like DeAndre Carter is going to be the wide receiver to get faced out um, with the Williams and Allen coming back. Um, so, once again, um, which means I'm probably wrong again. It'll probably be DeAndre Carter this week, as I say, he's phased out. But, yeah, I know I'm not benching Palmer, and I don't know if I'm benching any of those pass catchers this week there in, uh, against the uh, Titans from the Chargers. Yeah, and again, too, Brand, I want to add that you know this is um, the first week of, of playoffs for a lot of for a lot of leagues. Um, the few leagues that it's not the starting week of playoffs, it's the last week to get in. Um, so you and I will be live Sunday morning as well um, to help get everybody prepared for their um, their their inaugural playoff game of this season. Um, there are some games Saturday as well. Um, Excuse me. So you may want to make sure that you're prepared and ready for that as well. Um, so we have the Thursday night game, which we alluded to, was your Seahawks and the 49ers. Um, at 12 o'clock on Saturday, we have the Colts and the Vikings game. At 3 o'clock window, we have the Ravens and, and Browns. And then Saturday night football, we have the Dolphins and Bills. Um, again, those times are central times. But make sure your lineups are set. Don't be one of those people who waits till Sunday morning to set a lineup because if that happens, you're going to be missing out on some very, very – very good fantasy players um so make sure you're, you're being cognizant of the fact that we have saturday games this week i know we have saturday games i believe the rest of the season if i'm not mistaken so um definitely something to be mindful of as, as we're pushing through these playoffs as well yeah be sure if you have any starter sit questions that involve guys saturday night don't don't hesitate to reach out to the fat boys um we have our own facebook page we also have fantasy holics that we got a great group of guys that are always on top of that um so yeah if you have any start sit uh questions about um, Saturday night's game, do not hesitate to get on there and ask. I know we had a lot of questions this past week about Gabe Davis, um, Isaiah McKenzie, so uh, Adam Thielen, all those names are playing on Saturday. So lots of big names that, uh, that are normally flex uh, considerations are being played on uh, Thursday, Thursday and Saturday. And once again, I'm going to beat you to the punch on this one. 
don't flex your guys on Thursday. And if you can avoid it, I do not like flexing guys on Saturday either because if something were to come up on anybody you have questionable, you want to be able to have that flex. So if you have the availability to move your Saturday guys into your running back or wide receiver or tight end spot, leaving the flex open for uh, more flexibility. Yeah, I also want to add one last thing to Brant that's not necessarily related to uh, where you're plugging your your guys in the lineup, but that Fantasy Holics page is growing. Um, they're, they're, that page is branching out. It's not just a Facebook thing. They, we do have a YouTube channel on the page that's going to be a lot busier this offseason. I know um, Brant and I are going to do some live stuff on YouTube, uh, whether it be drafts or podcasts um, as well. Um, they have the t- they have a TikTok page. They have an Instagram page. They have a Twitter page. Um, and I know that this Sunday they did a, a live start sit on uh, Twitter as well. Um, so, you know, it, it don't don't think that just because you don't have a Facebook you can't jump in and be a part of the the page and and you know get yourself some good advice prior to to, to the weekend so um, or kickoff I should say so uh, jump jump on throw us a like on all of those uh, different um, platforms it helps us out helps the page out we want to be able to stay doing this for you guys so give us a like on all those things yeah um, I think that about wraps up our uh, cast here um, and as always stay hungry. Stay fat, my friends.